0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 550. And always and in everything, their intention should be pure, for every sort of mixed motive is displeasing to God. They should accuse themselves of all external transgressions and ask the superior for a penance. They should do this in a spirit of humility. They should love one another with a sublime love, with a pure love, seeing God's likeness in every sister. Love should be the special characteristic of this little community, so they must not close up their hearts but embrace the whole world rendering mercy to every soul through prayer, according to their calling. If we live in this spirit of mercy, we ourselves will obtain mercy. How great should each one's love for the Church be! As a good child prays for the mother it loves, so also should every Christian soul pray for the Church, its mother. What then should be said of us religious, who have especially committed ourselves to praying for the Church— how great then is our apostolate, hidden though it be! All our little daily nothings will be placed at the feet of the Lord Jesus, as a propitiatory offering for the world. But in order that our offering may be pleasing to God, it must be pure. And for it to be pure, the heart must be freed of all natural attachments, and all its affections must be directed towards the Creator, loving all creatures in Him, and according to his will, and acting thus, each with a zealous spirit will bring joy to the church. In addition to the vows, I see one rule as most important. Although all the rules are important, I put this one in the first place, and it is silence. Truly, if this rule were to be observed strictly, I would not worry about the others. Women are very fond of talking. But the Holy Spirit does not speak to a soul that is distracted and garrulous. He speaks by his quiet inspirations to a soul that is recollected, to a soul that knows how to keep silence. If silence were strictly observed, there would not be any grumbling, bitterness, slandering or gossip, and charity would not be tarnished. In a word, many wrongs would not be done. Silent lips are pure gold and bear witness to holiness within. But I want to speak immediately of a second rule, that is, speech. Keeping silent when one ought to speak is an imperfection and sometimes even a sin. And so let all the sisters take part in recreation, and the superior should not dispense them from this except for a matter of great importance— Recreation is an opportunity for getting to know one another. Let each sister speak her mind in all simplicity for the edification of the others, and not in a spirit of superiority, nor, God forbid, in a quarrelsome manner, for that would not be in keeping with perfection and the spirit of our vocation, which should be especially characterized by love. Twice a day there will be a recreation of one half hour, But if a sister breaks silence outside that time, she must accuse herself before the superior at once and ask for a penance, and the superior should punish these offenses with public penances, or else she will answer for this before the Lord. Enclosure No one may enter the enclosure without the special permission of the ordinary and under very special circumstances, such as the administration of the sacraments to the ill in order to prepare them for death and for the burial rites there also may need to be of letting in a workman to do some repairs but for this a specific permission will be required the door to the enclosure will always be locked and only the superior will have the key here saint faustina continues her general summary of her thoughts for the new congregation She writes of the love that the sisters should have for one another and the love that they should have for the Church. She sees the importance of silence in the lives of the sisters so that the Holy Spirit will be able to speak to their souls. But she also sees the importance of speech. She envisions two recreation periods each day of a half an hour, probably after lunch and after dinner. This is so that the sisters can get to know each other. She writes of public penances and the enclosure, which is a characteristic of a cloistered community. All religious communities should have a cloistered area in which the religious live, which is separate from where laypeople can come. But cloistered communities have a strict enclosure, which is different from the type of life that an apostolic community lives. Sisters in an apostolic community would typically come and go each day from their convent to work in a school, a hospital, a parish, a prison, etc. But nuns in a cloistered community spend their lives within the enclosure. Their work, their prayer, their recreation is all done hidden from the world. It is a special calling from God. It is hard for the world to understand such a calling. But the nuns in such communities are probably saving the world because of the prayers and the sacrifices that they offer for us. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit Divine Mercy Plus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's Divine Mercy Plus.org.